a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. Suck in the guts, guys. We're the Ghostbusters. I am the one who knocks. My dark passenger. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Don't call me Junior. I certainly hope this little incident hasn't put you offline, miss. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Hi everyone, welcome back to Talking Geek, the geeky podcast about comics, movies, and all things geeky. Hello. I'm Danny. I'm Heidi. And today we have a really cool episode. Uh, At least we think it's cool. Something that we've never done before. What are we doing? We are going to do an audio commentary for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, the original movie. 1990. So we've never done, we've done a lot of podcasting together, but we've never done a commentary. We're not in our normal podcasting room. We're not even, we're not looking at each other. We're pleasantly plunked on the couch. Microphones here. Yeah. Movie all queued up. I'm excited. It's pretty nice. Hopefully so, we have some good banter to go with it. So if you have the DVD or Blu-ray, VHS of uh, Turtles, you, uh, the 1990s uh, Turtles movie, go ahead and queue it up. We are at timestamp 000000. So I am going to push play on zero. You need to Three, down? two, one, zero, play. So Heidi, tell me some early some early memories about this movie from. Well, I I saw this movie in the theater, and I was born in '85, so I would have been five years old, depending on on the month that it came out. I loved the turtles. I was an absolute turtles fan through and through, even at that young of an age, and even though I was a girl. So I mean, this this movie was like, oh, I was so so excited to see it. <laughs> well, I told on a previous episode. It was a recent episode. What were we talking about? But turtles uh, memories, turtles. And st- oh yeah, we yeah. Where um, this movie was always linked with me because we had the, we had this on VHS. I did not see it in the theater, and we had it on VHS, and it had the uh, the Pizza Hut commercial. Yep. Before before the movie that I I played for you, and so my memory was always like you'd see that little ad play, and then and then go into the movie. But yeah, we had we had it on VHS, and I can't remember. It came out in 1990. We, mu- you know, just seeing that pickpocket scene that's happening and and the passing of the wallet. <laughs> I don't know if I ever really caught on to that that nuance of the scene and the pickpocketing and and this being being Danny Boy here handing it off. I don't think I ever caught that scene. This <laughs> yeah. is new to me. Yeah, yeah. It the opening is is really good. I think at setting up. Yeah, what's it does. Going on if you're paying attention to, you get, to what's you know, going on in the teenage thuggery that's going on, that the, well, it's establishing gritty New York too. Yeah, because the, the Turtles New York is a gritty New York. Well, I mean, if you're listening to April, she's she's giving you all the news. Ah, oh, the ninjas have emptied the truck. <laughs> what the hell? And and it's kind of funny because if this is the worst that you oh, know, and the ladies' TV is gone nowadays, we're dealing with a lot more. Like serious crimes, but this is this is stuff you would want your local vigilante turtles to yeah. deal with. It's it's small time crime for the the police to handle. They have bigger fish to fry in the city of New York. But what do you think is the 
the motivation for the teenagers to just just disenfranchise youth to like what is the draw of feeling well, of belonging the training the i mean i guess we're actually like seeing like they have a pretty cool hideout that's what we're getting to they got their they had the, the foot hideout pushing here pushing back against the man but i bet there's some kickbacks that they get as part of this too tatsu he's i'm I, i've never seen the actor in anything other than this role and he's in he's in turtles too also yes but and they, they tried to do a version of him in the Turtles, the the more recent Turtles, but I didn't think it worked out as well. The I, the IDW? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. No, no, it, no, no, no. Not, not, not the IDW. The most recent movie. Oh. Oh, oh okay. Well, well like, like Sidekick. Clearly, they didn't do a good job because it, it uh, doesn't stick out. So WTRL work, April works. So that she's got her her yellow, her her... Yellow raincoat. Seriously, yellow raincoat. That's a uh, callback to the cartoon. Which Where I, she was in a jumpsuit. Which Yeah, the yellow jumpsuit. I like that they... Rat that, going in the sewer? Another. I like that they call back to the cartoon because this movie is actually... And I think one of the reasons why it's so good and why it it, it's, it has lasting some real lasting appeal to it is it follows the more gritty comics. Yeah. But, I mean, April in the comic has really big frizzy hair. Well, even. she wasn't even a... Uh, she wasn't a TV reporter no. or anything in the comics. She was a she worked with uh, Baxter Stockman as his um, ass- assistant in his lab, and so I like that. Um, this this follows more with the comics. I mean, this movie is actually a pretty close adaptation of some of the issues of the early. I love that scene, by the way the the moment where Raph's uh, sigh hits the light. I mean, that's like a panel for panel from the <laughs> yes. comic. It's so awesome. I was shocked to learn just how much this this movie followed the comics uh because growing up like i actually didn't even know i didn't read the comics i wasn't at all well, yeah exactly me neither but when when you read a them, turtle eye view here you of re- what's going on you realize that the the movie is actually a pretty close adaptation of three or four issues of the of the mirage comics and as big as Turtles fans as we are, and yeah, it's as, like issues eight, nine, and ten ish, and one, and one, one. But I was a, as big of a comic book fan I am, and as big as a Turtles fan I am. It's kind of crazy how late, relatively late in life, I actually learned that Turtles was based on a comic book. You and I were together when we real when when we even discovered that Turtles was based on a comic book. I know we? it's it's almost like the the little known fact that they keep hidden that and, Turtles was a comic. And not only was it based on a comic, it was the movie or you know the property was based on a comic. the The movie is is uh, fairly close, and I'll as the movie goes on, we'll talk about some of the parts that are uh, some of the sequences and that are directly from the comics. So we're getting our first introduction to the turtles here. I always loved that and when they. And then there's the turtles. The freeze frame as I th- Don or Leonardo is jumping out. Yeah. Well, plus and plus they use the the turtles, um, the iconic. Uh, yeah, the animated tur- turtles animated logo there. Logo, which that's that is and always will be the logo in my eyes. I know. We just got. You want to talk about our our this just literally yesterday or was it yesterday or saturday <laughs> so we're this is a monday we're recording sh- this. shout out to to the slash Filmcast if you are listening it's a podcast and they've got a great website and uh, one of one of the articles that they had um superhero bits i believe had a link to a 
Ninja Turtles table that Stern Pinball's coming out. Danny saw it. We we looked at it. We loved it. We we are going to be the proud owners of a Stern Pinball machine that's all based on the animated Ninja Turtle series. I am so excited. We love pinball as it stands. Yeah, we've always talked about wanting so getting, a pinball table. Getting a Turtles pinball table. And so there's our first view of Splinter's hand. We're we're pretty excited about that. Now, the voices. I didn't know. Now, um, um. Corey Feldman does the voice of Donatello. Donatello. Corey Feldman, I didn't really, as a as a you know a young child, I really didn't. I knew his face because he's in various things, you know, mm-hmm. uh, '80s movies and yeah, drum, I didn't know who he was either. Things, but I was he, too young. I was five. You know? But he's he's the famous voice. Uh, none of the rest of the Turtles actors um, are famous, but Corey Feldman does Donatello, which is interesting to think about. I always liked the look of Splinter. He's a little ratty looking. Well, I mean, he's a rat, but like his hair is kind of matted and whatnot. But he didn't scare me as as a he didn't character. Scare me I always liked the look of him. Yeah, re- regarding the costumes and just in general, I th- I love the look of Splinter in this movie. I love the look of the turtles. This this movie nailed it in terms of the I think in terms of the um the actual yeah um suit the the turtle suits because it's it's actors inside of a in, inside of suits and there's no cgi or anything in, well the, in the, the heads are animatronic yes the head the so heads they're being puppeted the heads are screen. jim henson so we got you know you got J- jim henson company mm-hmm. um but i feel like each movie two from one to two and then two to three i feel like the um they they messed with the coloring they, with the co- they, like, they made their like spots and their dottiness stand yeah, out more they barely even yeah. have any spots here and then if you watch movie three yeah they have crazy they're they ton- have tons they're of spots super freckled yeah I, I think i think this is the best version they're muscly they're but so one of the raft suits was up for auction i don't oh, know several yeah. years ago and it's unfortunate because the the latex rubber that they use for the suits it doesn't withstand the test of time very well so unfortunately the 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 suits were starting to deteriorate like it would still be awesome to have a suit like that but they're falling apart now unfortunately now they're they're doing tequila here but as a kid i didn't even this is like the first introduction i'm sure everybody has those things that are references to something else this song is reminds me of uh peewee herman actually but oh it does yeah (laughs) i don't know why but it um I, I can't hear this. I mean, not that I hear this song a ton anyways, but when I do hear this song, I always think about this movie because this is... Oh, it's La Bamba. That's in Pee Wee Herman, by the way. Wrong. Oh. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong song. <laughs> now, the the tone of this movie is so... I, I, the I, turtles I th- are happy-go-lucky I until think... bad stuff happens and then it gets dark, but well, not too dark. The movie... Yeah, the movie has, has darker themes in terms of... You know, I mean, it's still... It's still aimed at a at a kid's audience, and like we are, you know, thirty four, thirty five year olds now. But you know, back when we were five and six or whatever when this came out, this was like aimed right at us, and so it's got that you know, it hits that nostalgia button. Mm-hmm. But well, it, I think it was aimed at teenagers too. Really, I mean, well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Because, but I guess what I was saying is like the the grittiness. I think it it really stands up in the tone that they set because. It's not so. Yeah, I mean, light look how dirty it is. Look at look at New York there. Even though and I really like with the with the Domino's Pizza guy coming up, 
even though I really like movie two as well, and who knows? I mean, we, we can make this a whole series where we do the movies and mm-hmm. and just by the end, we or, you know, by movie three, which I, I still enjoy them all. You know, I enjoy Turtles three the same way that I enjoy Superman four. It's 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 a property that I love. It's it's enjoyable, yeah, but, but it's, you, it's not as good. But you get di- diminishing returns. But the tone here, they they strike that balance between the silliness. The turtles have that yeah. silly pizza loving quality. They they know that there's dark darkness ahead, but they balance it. They balance the dark with the comedy. It's very well balanced. Now this guy here, this pizza, the pizza guy, I believe um, that he actually is one of the actors in the suit. So you go. Well, talk he's for- he's a short man. I could see him being in one of the suits. He's he's not a tall man. Pass me your phone for a second. Because each actor, as they come up, I want to, everybody who is Ooh, in. look at that cheesy, glorious, like, looks like a deluxe pizza that they caught up with the size. Ooh, this is putting me in the mood for some pizza. <laughs> Although not on my head. My poor Master Splinter over there. Domino's definitely had a, uh, um, it's funny because even though Pizza Hut had the commercial before the movie. Yeah. It's Domino's who has the endorsement or whatever throughout the, mm-hmm. throughout here. That's the pizza they're getting. I had an action figure that was actually a Donatello action figure, but he was wearing a uh, disguise much like Raph here with the the hat and the, the trench coat. Old lady purse. How much cash do you think they would get from an old woman that they're stealing a purse from? Like, maybe a credit card if they're lucky? Oh, gotta show them the sigh. <laughs> would you run from a sigh? I, from a gun, I would run. I don't know if I would run from a sigh. Like, you have to get in close personal combat for that to be useful. Enter Casey Jones. All right, so pulling up trivia here. The actors who physically portrayed the Turtles also had cameo roles in the film. Okay. Josh Pais, who plays Raphael, plays the passenger in the back of a taxi cab. Okay. So we'll get to that Haven't in a minute. Seen that. Um, Mich- Michelin Sisti, who plays Michelangelo, please play plays the pizza delivery man okay so we just saw him all right so i'm gonna keep the other so ones I'll, I'll reference the other ones as we get to those scenes but did did you know that 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 i think i did that's it that was that was interesting to me so casey jones this actor elias cotus i've how do you pronounce his name but i've only seen this i like this actor but i've only seen him in a couple of other things um other than casey jones i saw him in this movie, oh, what's it called? I think it's called Fallen with Denzel Washington, where a demon will p- p- possesses. That would be an interesting movie for us to watch. But have mm. you seen him in anything else? Not that I recall. No. Yeah, he. But even if I did, I don't know if I'd recognize him. Like he's just Casey Jones to me. Yeah, Elias uh, Codius. And he's been in stuff. He was in the Thin Red Line, which I never saw. Crash. He was in. Oh, I've seen Crash. Crash. But it's been a while. <laughs> See, here's that that humor again, with the music and Raphael standing on top of him. Like, but it's funny. As a kid, I didn't know. Some of this went over my head. Like, I didn't know what cricket was. There's the bat. There's the cricket bat. And this line here. Nobody understands cricket. You have to know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. Like, I didn't even know what a crumpet is. And, you know, he's referencing being English and, mm-hmm. and, and British culture. Euro- European in general. Um, 
and cricket. But as it's funny as an American kid, yeah. I didn't know. You just what, know it's supposed to be funny, so you kind of giggle at it, but you don't know. Yeah. What it means. Did Did you know what cricket was, or even what a crumpet was? At that age, no. <laughs> And away they run. So right here, right here, he, Raphael wrote that is right there. That the guy the, who said, "What the heck was that?" Yep, that's Raphael. That's Raphael. So he was. So he just saw himself run by. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they made a good choice in going with the just just for, to be able to identify for the audience um, using the different colored bandanas from, yeah. from the from the TV show. Just because at, at this point in the comics, they're all different. You don't know whose personalities. If they would have been who, all red the way that they were in the comics, it would have. Um, it would have been confusing. It would have been confusing. I agree. Oh, interesting. I don't know if I've noticed this before. Splinter's tail moves as he's talking. The puppetry work so they've, is. They've puppeteered that. Yeah, the puppeteering for this movie is 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 amazing, especially because it's an independent film. There was no. Yeah. There was no big financial backers on this. There was no big studios behind it. So in in a YouTube video that we were watching just prior to this, they said that the 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 budget was seven million. Now we have this um, Ninja Turtles Ultimate Visual History book um, that says that the budget was thirteen million. Oh yeah. I don't know which one's correct, but <laughs> it wasn't much of a budget. I know way. that for a long time this movie held the record for being the highest grossing independent film ever now that's since been that's since been um overcome but but it was it held for a long time splinter's such a good father to his children he gives good advice like i i think in my head what would splinter do because he stays so (laughs) calm this scene just taking a minute, just slowing down and having a, you know, essentially a father son scene. It's what, like this movie has a heart yeah. and, and, and it's not afraid to have a, a, a it a makes scene. you care for Splinter. And, uh, the cinematography is fantastic. Like that scene that between Splinter and Raphael right there was, they probably had more lights, but they did a good job. You know, it looks like it's just lit by candlelight. I mean, it's important for you to establish a relationship with Splinter for this movie. So Danny and oh, not not myself, but the the the, <laughs> the talking first person kid in the movie, uh, April's boss's son. Or here we're introduced to him and his father. What do you what do you think about these characters? Oh, um, be, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles became the highest grossing independent film ever until being surpassed by the Blair Witch Project. Oh, okay. So what do you think about these characters? These are. Um, D- Danny's a troubled kid, and his dad comes across to me as being a bit of a doofus. For do you numbers. like like uh, do you like their characters? Do you think that they add to the movie? I think Danny does. His dad, I don't really think is necessary, but I kind of agree with. I think Dad Danny has an Danny has a character arc throughout. I mean, we don't we don't see how he got to the point of being with the foot, but you know, we see him early on is doing petty theft. He's stealing a wallet here or there and passing it off. He's not stealing any of the major electronics yet, but you know, he's, he's starting to get tangentially involved and you know, then all of a sudden the rest of the movie happens. So yeah, I, I, I do think um, seeing his perspective and his story arc is important so that we care about the kids who are being sucked in by the foot. Otherwise, 
you know, our only motivation to care about stopping the foot is just to stop petty crime. But if we can stop them from corrupting good young teens, that's even more of a motivation. I agree with you that Danny's a uh, really great character for the movie. I And I also agree that his dad, April's boss, is, doesn't really have much to do in this movie. But I think it, it gives a place, it, it gives an in for getting to know this getting to know one of the one of the youths that are in the foot clan because otherwise because you probably would like to have a character who you can kind of humanize within the foot and so if you didn't have the end of having him be have a relationship with april via his father then then you have to establish or you would work harder to establish a relationship through some other means and so i think it works Now, I don't know if I believe that a reporter would be having this kind of a conversation with police. <laughs> I don't know. What what was I just watching that was a um, a really hard-nosed reporter? I, I think so. I mean, I, I guess to be honest, I don't have much experience with investigative journalism other True. than portrayed by media. And yeah, I don't either. Being a big Superman fan. Usually, Lois and Clark are portrayed, especially Lois. I, I do is like really portrayed it as uh, you know pursuing stories. True, I I do like the portrayal of of April in this because I I keep thinking back to the more recent was it 2017 version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. and I just I I don't know I don't like um, what's her name. I actually don't think Megan Fox is. Megan I think Fox. Megan Fox is decent. She's okay, but she's no April Neal from Judith Hogue. Hog. Yeah, she's no Judith Hogue. <laughs> Hog is like like H O A G is her last name Judith and I'll go with Hog. I haven't seen much of her although she plays the wife of Will Patton's character in Armageddon. So that's I, I feel like that's the only other thing I've seen her in is um she pops up in that movie and uh, mm-hmm. it's funny. Will she's, Will Patton? I like that she's fighting back. They haven't really shown anybody that they've been robbing is fighting back, and I mean. Didn't take long for her to get knocked out, but at least she tried. And here we get here we get Raphael, and it's awesome because he he has a sense of he has he has anger. He's like the real vigilante of them of all of them. He's he's the vigilante. He's like the kind of like the daredevil. He has he has um, the biggest anger issues. He has the Raphael traits that you associate with Raphael, but he also has probably one of the biggest um, senses of of. J- and and uh, wants of justice of the four brothers. Like he's the one who's going out, and he's the one who's like stopping these injustices. Somebody, when the brothers are staying home and following Master Splinter's orders to to keep in the shadows, who's going out and stopping the the robber who mugged the woman and took her purse? It's Raphael, who here is just out and sees an injustice. He doesn't know who April is. Yeah, and but he, he stops it. He sees this injustice, and I think. I, I don't know if the other like what do you think I kind of get the sense that um that if any of the other three had just been out and seen that that they pro- that they probably that they might not have intervened the way that Raphael did what do you think yeah I mean they don't take the risks in being out but I think they would take their their direction from Leo and Leo might say well it's not our it's not our fight I agree, and so like, I think Donnie and Mike would do whatever Leo said, and if Leo said we fight, we fight. But then they would probably come home and be like, Leo, we can't let innocent people get hurt. Like they might fight him on it after the fact. 
So thinking about... Can you imagine waking up to this? <laughs> the rat. Like you, you, you were passed out. You were Last thing you know, you are being mugged, and now this like rat hand is on you. <laughs> I think that's a pretty viable reaction that oh, anyone should have, and I, I, I like it. I completely agree. Like, you got to be thinking, like, I, I'm hallucinating. What am I on? Where the... F- <laughs> like, what is going on? So going back to a second, for why, again, which I'll, you know, broken record, but why this movie works so well is a lot of this movie hinges on, especially later we'll get more to it, the relationship between the Turtles and Splinter, their, you know, their their father, mm-hmm. and he gets kidnapped by the foot and we'll get there. But just the juxtaposition between the relationship and the, the loving the loving relationship that he has, you really he really does have a loving relationship with this. And even though I like it, um the the two thousand fourteen turtles with with megan fox yeah it's not but the same you and i have talked about in that movie how he doesn't seem like the loving father in that no he seems disconnected and from them i don't well, think and that... even here he's being he's calming april down he's he's helping her to understand what's going on what's he's really he's really the wise sage but also caring mm-hmm. and yeah the in in the more recent um rendition i think he's too much wise sage and not enough hands-on father because these are teenage boys they need a father he's kind of a jerk if you remember in that movie yeah the opening scene is like he's punishing them and making Mm -hmm. that and he's like um making them like balance forever and then he's like um like whipping them with his tail turtles i like the way that they do the black and they sort of yeah um take as, out the background in that as they're giving the, I, the I, backstory I don't, I don't know why it works but it, it does now one thing that doesn't work as well but i still enjoy it i don't flashback well the animatronic splinter is uh <laughs> it's that's showing its age a little bit i think you mean the the rat yeah. himself not the actual splinter yet oh the animatronic splinter in the flashback that we're seeing here yeah yeah the, 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 I, I don't know if it's animatronic it looks like stop motion to me i think the turtle you think it's i think puppets? these turtles are stop motion but i think the splinter was animatronic but yeah i mean that it's this is the this this film was made in 1989 but so what's, what's interesting is they gave a more gritty look to those flashbacks to make it look even older right well, and probably to to hide the flaws of the modeling too. True. Yeah, I think you're spot on when you say like what what April's reaction would have been when she woke up. Yeah, she stood on the couch and was like, ah! <laughs> and now she's calmed down when she realizes they're not going to hurt her. The one thing you don't really think about with the turtles is how disgusting the sewers actually are. Yeah. Like, and their purpose. Now, I I presume that they're in storm drains. Not like poop sewers. Not second time around. That actually is the name of the shop from the comics. Yeah. I, I never, I never knew that, and I don't think I ever. It wasn't. Until I don't we, think I caught that either. It wasn't until we started reading the comics and rewatched the movie that I actually see. Oh yeah, they actually are pulling so like so much from the comics. Like second time around, uh, the antique shop. <laughs> they always have the the funny little sound effects. I love their pizza. I love pizza too, but I don't think I could eat it as often as they do. Yeah, the the um the costumes I think hold up so well 
they they I totally believe <laughs> that that they're real. That they're real. There is one scene as an adult that I've noticed. There's I mean, because they're they're rubber and latex, and there's one scene later on that I'll point out where I almost wish I didn't notice it because now I can't not see it. Where it's uh, then don't point it out. Don't, will, don't shatter the glass for the rest of us. Because no. it's interesting Stop. trivia. That's what a commentary is for. Yeah, but then you break our glass. You shatter the glass for <laughs> us. So again, all this stuff that went over my head when I was a kid, like even now, I think I've seen like one James Cagney like movie in my life. I definitely hadn't seen it when I was a kid. Yeah, me either. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, just that's that's how a lot of things go, though. If you think about it, a lot of like, yeah, they get to throw in adult, well, adult not just jokes. this, but I mean, a lot of things you you like think about them because of how they were. You've seen like parodies of them in in Looney Tunes cartoons or whatever, mm-hmm. and you, you might not have seen the actual. I mean, when I was a kid, and they're drinking Sunkist and Diet Pepsi. I didn't just... see um, um, Casablanca till I was in college, but I clearly knew when cartoons and things were parodying humphrey bogart and yeah uh, but you didn't know it was humphrey bogart you just knew that yeah it was something and then once you saw it you were like oh <laughs> now i know what that is they just leave going down the hallway that seems like a bad idea so we were we were uh as as you mentioned before we were watching this i wanted to have us watch a few of the deleted scenes and uh the lair the u.s is missing out because the german the German Blu-ray, uh, they they have the, the director did a commentary, Steve Barron, which I don't know anything else he's done, but the director, Steve Barron, did a commentary. There's he deleted scenes. He did some music videos before he did this. He directed the music video for Billie Jean. But so this 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 right here, this was this is pretty intense. Like I remember being a kid, like not being scared, but just being yeah, like. Yeah, I remember being devastated. Like, oh my God, what happened? But this moment, like you just get that moment when – Everything Passion. gets, you know, you have them laughing at April's table a moment ago and the levity. And then and then it goes to real devastation when and then you, even here, they're so downtrodden. Like even in, in, in a kid's movie, you have your they have nowhere to go. They have nowhere to go. And. And they're lucky that April takes them. Like in. there's no moments in as, as, as much as I'll say I like it, like the flaw. There's no moments in Turtles 2 that like make you feel that sort of emotion for the characters because they just their family was just broken up they were they were out and then they came back and their house was their house has been broken into and their father's missing i mean that is devastating yeah nothing is there's nothing even close to that and but i and i think you were spot on when earlier i said that this movie was aimed at us kids you know you you and i were you know i i was five and you were probably six well, depending on when, what, what time of the year it came out, when the birthdays were, or whatever. It came whatever. out in 1990. You would have been four and five. Oh, true. Yeah, so I was off by a year, um, depending on what, what time of the year. But I think you're right that this w- was aimed at teens and things, but I think movies two and three were... A I, younger I, target. I think this was trying to have... The, I think this target well, audience... I, the target audience for this was probably actually... I think that could be the case for three, but I don't think so for two with... with Okar and Razor. I, I, I think it was. They weren't allowed. They 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 weren't allowed to. Um, they don't fight with their weapons at all yeah. in number two. Even but, but they, that might not have anything to do with the target audience. That just might be that they were trying to go for a certain rating. I don't think uh, this is rated PG, and I think the other one. Um, but I think it was. I think you were right. I think you know the median age for this movie. They were probably going for you know eleven and twelve, but trying to get that 
you know, later teen and, mm-hmm. and, and, but even down to the kids. But I think the median probably, if I were to guess, the median target where they were going for was probably They're like more so like close to eight being or caught nine. here in, in this apartment, like so close. Like they got a glimpse of one of the turtles under the table and then there's Donnie in, in the shower. Yeah. I always thought that this was, uh, this is really cool. Where yeah. and, and, and they're and, so and quiet. Danny, the way Danny they hide. gets the hints. Mm-hmm. He sees. He saw. I. I missed who it was that he saw in the mirror, just very briefly. But he's the only one that saw it. Well, and he saw one of them under the table too, and then like turned well, for well, a second yeah, and turned back. It was under the table, but it was through the mirror under the table, right? It, I, I. He didn't see it directly. Mm-hmm. So we get the backstory that that Danny's been troubled, and he's been. Well, the astute watcher would see that Danny was the one who stole the wallet in the oh, very yeah, beginning. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it's clear that but he's been troubled. his father knows it, though. Like, he's yeah. been in trouble and gotten caught. Right. I always remember that... Bleecker Street is um, the home of the Fantastic Four, by the way. They, they're they on Yancey Street, and I think I thought Bleecker. Oh, really? So here's a cameo coming up from... We've seen... We've reviewed a, a number of his movies recently. Or, well, two... Coming up right here, or in, in a second, do you know the trivia? No, I don't think I do. Oh, so we're seeing uh, all the all the uh, teens at the at the foot, and and uh, you were asking what their motivation was to work with the foot. This is it. It's fun. It offers a fun place to hang out. I mean, they're it, skateboarding. It does look pretty awesome. They, they've got places <laughs> so that they right can here. tag. Who they're is, gambling. Who is that with the chains? Oh, I don't know. Who is that with the chains? With the little goatee. Why does he not look familiar to me? Sam Rockwell. Oh, it is Sam Rockwell. You're right. Yeah. Moon himself. And, uh, yeah, ni- yep. 1917. And we just saw him in... Oh, we didn't talk about it on the podcast. So we so we did for 1917 in our Oscar movies. Uh, they remind me of the Lost Boys here. like. But we just saw... All, all the things that they're doing. We, and- we just also saw him in um, uh, Richard Jewell. That's right. Sam Rockwell's making his rounds. I think he's hit that age where he's he's able to play like a certain age character that's opened up for him. And now we see the actual training going on. So there's fun, but there's work that goes along with it too. Yeah, the 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 ninja action, you know, not being a you know I've never, I'm I'm not I'm. You I, haven't I, sparred. I, you're not trained. You don't do. I karate took ninja or... like for like two weeks or um karate. Not ninja. I t- I, I took, took ninja. ninja. <laughs> I took ninja. Me don't talk I took so karate good. for like two or three weeks when I was younger. I like advanced one belt. I was like, you know, you start off. At, yeah. I forget what you start off. I had like advanced one belt to. And I think that was it, was it. I think it was like purple. It was like in like fourth grade. I don't know what happened to that belt. Probably just got rid of it. <laughs> That's more about kata and and learning the routine, and what not is? so much about fighting. The what the, the young belts. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So here we get introduced to the Shredder, which we just learned, although we read the the adaptation, the comic book adaptation, but we just were reminded that there was an alternate opening to how, or um, introduction to Shredder. Where so, he fights the four who were arrested in the beginning. So they they get all the disenfranchised use, and they give him a cool place to hang out, but then here's how... He's so they, menacing. Here's where they really indoctrinate them into the, into the foot. But... There was an alternate opening to or alternate shutter introduction where he was going to you he would uh he was going to he fights the 
the four the, who, the four who failed yeah. when um, April was getting mugged at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. He's so menacing, and and the music goes along with this really well too, setting the tone. Oh, the music, the, the ominous tone. The music who is, is this. The music what is, is so good. Just um, I think then the was, light shining off the top. I think it was either is l- awesome. 2018. It was. I think it was 2018 that we got the uh, vinyl release of the 1990 or of this movie's soundtrack so on uh vinyl and it's pretty it's pretty awesome that was a very cool set they offered a few different they i think like six different versions of it where there was um the colored uh choice where you could get like yellow for for april or blue or red with the vinyl resurgence that's been going on the last five years or so and that i've got sucked into a lot of the uh cool collecting factor is the the colored and special vinyls that are being put out. I, I will say the, the red like sequiny aspect of his costume is maybe a little cheesy. It's it's almost a little too um, sparkly for me. I think it's supposed to be kind of like a chain mail type, but I think, yeah, I don't think the, um, that color didn't quite come through as much on the VHS growing up. Cause I don't remember it. Yeah. I don't remember being that red either, but uh, so for the, the soundtrack and the is more purple. The the music is so good, and the the seeing it even isolated from the movie on the soundtrack, it's really cool. And we have the version that's got um, mm-hmm. it's a double it's a double set, and so we have you wanted you could the Donatello version. So I did. Yep. The first half, the first uh, sides A and B are the Donatello uh, purple, and then sides C and D are green. So that's that's pretty cool. And they released like all four turtles. They um. So each side. There's the turtles. There was a foot one, an April O'Neil one. Yeah, the, the foot one. The foot one, um, I think it was just black, which to me was just like a regular record I color. Think it was I think. gray, but. And then, and then they had um, Shredder, which I can't remember what his color was. One of them is gray. Maybe that was the foot one. You know, side side comment here. If they had done Bane's voice from the Dark Knight, um, was it Dark Knight Rises? Yeah. If they had done Bane's voice more like Shredder's, it would have been much better. I actually like it's, the voice. I I like Tom Hardy's voice. It's it's controversial. I actually like it. It's like some weird like, um, like combination of like Sean Connery and like yeah. A, I didn't like it. It's like a weird. It's. The, <laughs> you think they're sitting a little too close to the TV? We would yell at our kids if they were that close. Get away from the TV. I think what's funny is I think that, that was always told to us like you're gonna mess up your eyes. And I think there's been research that comes out that's said that like. It doesn't harm you at all, but it's just like we were told it when we were kids, and like we still. T- well, you, know, you just I- don't need to be that close to the screen either. Like, how can you see everything when it's that close in your field of vision? That's true. She looks very freckly here <laughs> on the camera. But yeah, this guy's a tool. If anybody, so that that set, the I I don't know if it's still available, but the the soundtrack set it was put out by Mondo, and they do like um, they're sort of well known in the uh the movie like, posters this or oh no waxwork yeah Mon, sorry mondo mondo, mondo is the posters it was waxwork Re- waxwork records and they put out kind of cool collector's editions of all kinds of stuff look at the texture it almost looks like it was textured like a basketball look at the sweat on that they like they, they put a little perspiration on on uh, um, the turtles yep that's mikey give it, just give them that more realistic uh look like it does look like a basketball. Like when you look at, I wonder if that's if they use that to help texture, the the foam, like the latex rubber. I don't know. I like the 
the dynamic that you get with uh, Donatello and Michelangelo. They they're they sort of are you know the they have the camaraderie. I mean, all mm-hmm. four of them have uh, well, yeah, camaraderie. When you, when you have four though, breaking off but, into two couples or a couple and two individuals, it, it just makes sense. But they in this movie. Uh, Michelangelo is the sillier one, but Donatello is sort of silly too. Like he isn't the mm-hmm. the brain that he's, you know, come. Yeah, to be he's more as. just like the tinkerer. I mean, in like the new, when in, he's working on the v- on the car or whatever, he's just tinkering. Yeah, or like you know, he has like the mechanic vibe even in, in this one when he's yeah. working with uh, Casey Jones later. Versus now, he's 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 been boiled down to just being the like the genius the, type the, the brainiac and he's got all of he makes the turtle van and he makes yeah. all the gadgets and yeah and he's even more so in the comics pork rinds <laughs> never had a pork rind until college so so this scene in the uh original comics uh so turtles the turtles were created by kevin eastman and peter laird and put out the first title in 19 or the first issue in 1984 and issue number 10 of that series is fun fact issue number one shutter dies so the main villain that the turtles are known for he's sh- sh- the shutter dies in issue one but he actually comes back in... well they also didn't anticipate there ever being an issue two yeah you they know did. they thought issue one would be it they hand printed it like five thousand copies of that it was so that not this... thought that they'd have a, a run this entire sequence uh, Raphael being um, attacked by the foot, and then the uh, the battle at the an- antique shop. That was all f- in from issue ten of volume one of the Turtles, and it was, but it was Leonardo. It was uh, flipped. I I, th- I think for the movie, it, it definitely works more th- thematically and, and better with the mo- with the movie being Raphael, but in the original. Yeah, I agree. But it was straight. It was straight adapted. Um, and it was just so shocking to learn that as an adult, just how much of this movie is an adaptation of the comics instead of just a... But I think that's also... The com- the writing of the comic is so good. I think that's what makes the movie so good. Yeah. Once they started going off script, they go downhill. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, two is much closer to one than three, but... I actually... I, th- I think if we do this Turtle series, and who I don't know when we're going to do number two, but we'll... I think we will do them for the podcast, but I think you'll see. I actually think you'll my I and maybe I'll change, but my my impression is that two is much closer to three than it is to one. In, it it might well I don't know we'll we'll wait and see. I don't want to weigh in until I've seen it, but two has still still has a the color palette of two is closer to one. I think. The it's fighting, darker, it's grittier, but the it, it's the, definitely more comical. Like it's cheesier. Yeah, the fighting in this movie is really good. I think. Yeah, I agree. And and believable, like those. I gotta give the actors. Oh, believable for people who don't do karate or or any kind of. I guess. Well, that's true. To I guess. Be fair, well, like, that's true. But to to the layman, um, and I gotta give some props to the actors who are in the suits, like that ninja work that we just saw. Raphael doing on the roof there couldn't have been easy no i'm um again hearkening back to the ultimate visual history of turtles they've got some quotes from some of the the guys who are in those suits saying that they had to have their temperature monitored because their their body temperature would get up to 102 103 degrees because they're filming this in north carolina in in the heat oh shoot i already missed it so um i was going back to the the actors who play the turtles making cameos in the movie. Yeah. 
Um, Leif Tilden, who plays Donatello, plays the foot messenger. Oh, well, you, you don't see his face, so, but the foot messenger who meets April in oh, the okay. subway who tells yeah. who tells her um, whatever he says, and then he slaps her and cuts her face. Yep. That's the actor who plays the... Uh, who plays the physical version of Donatello. Obviously, it's uh, Corey Feldman doing the voice. Right. And it says here, David Foreman, who plays Leonardo, plays a gang member in the warehouse during Casey's fight with Tatsu. So that's not that's that's not till the end. Oh, I love this part. The, the fellow Chucker. I do, too. It's so funny. Ah, fellow Chucker, eh? And the music, again, the music that goes with it, with the, the drum beats... But not for the the foot, but the drum beats for Michelangelo. But they still have the grunt. I I like it. It's so good. And I wonder if you would actually do this with nunchucks. I feel like you probably wouldn't. Oh, do you mean have Maybe like a... Maybe what he's doing, but you're not going to smack yourself in the back on the shell. Like... Uh, I... I, I, I just love this. This is like the mic drop moment. He's like, yep. just, he's like just spinning. Can you and... do this? Yep. There's a full page panel in that issue ten that you were talking about that's just Shredder and he looks so menacing. Oh, it's so good. Go read the comic, people. Yeah the the original volume one is like the first we're we're looking at uh, we have a, a essential collection of issues I, I believe one through twelve right. And one through twelve. There's some Fugitoid in here and then there's um, micro series for each. Oh yeah, the four as well. micro series. Yeah. So I love this fight because. It's serious, and there's a sense of serious. I mean, I, I guess it's like goes along with the theme of everything I've been saying. It's serious, it's, but it's got some slapstick. It to has it. a lot of funny slapstick. But then that's where two, and then more even into three. But two, two double down on the slapstick. Like here, we yeah, Mikey spinning. I I love it. it it's so it's so He's funny. Knocking them all out. Well, and oh, then, now they've got axes. Where did those come from? They just <laughs> they're just passing out the axes. Yeah, we get you get Mikey's one liners. Every, 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 everybody loves Vanna. It's crazy that Vanna White is st- like they that show is still going on. Yeah, well, that show is never going to end. <laughs> like, even if if not Vanna, like, like this movie came out in nineteen ninety. Now our like we don't really watch Wheel of Fortune, so our our kids wouldn't know who she was. But if we did, she would. Know. Okay, she's still there. So yeah. right here, watch Except this. She's hosting. I'm it gonna now. break. A, I'm gonna break your, um, uh, gl- the glass here. The illusion is it here? In a second. So they're gonna throw. They throw Raphael down. So the guys who are on the roof, and they reach and they're touching. I believe it's here. Where mm-hmm. They're like, "Are you okay?" And they like press on. It, it's coming up, or it's some. It's sometime. Or it's in this section, but like they like press on Raphael's um, to see if he's okay. And you can see. The and you see move. the like rubber like depress in. I can't remember exactly. Where and it, it couldn't is. just be his stomach, like being no, it, in. it's it's the shell, oh, it's the shell okay. part. But that's like the only flaw with these suits. Like, I think these suits are amazing. They're and it's awesome, like, and it's like the only flaw. And 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 they were hard because, like like we said, the the face is animatronic, so somebody's out there puppeteering the facial facial expressions when they're talking, in particular. I've oh, never the symbol smash. I've never actually that would be so loud in your head. Oh my gosh, so loud. I've never actually thought about my favorite on-screen fights, but if I did, this one would probably be up there. If I like tried to actually think about favorite yeah. on-screen fights, I it's so chaotic, but I, I love to, it. I know, you know, I have with to all the props that are in here, and just very briefly, uh, like I, you know, I can think of like probably 
1989 Casey Jones. The 1989 Batman movie with Michael Keaton. They have a uh, some pretty cool fight. Which up in interestingly a ca- had triple the budget of this movie. But they have a pretty cool fight up in a cathedral in that movie towards the end, and you know that stands out. This one, but this would have to be on there. Like this basement fight, like even more so, I think than they have a fight with the foot. Um, yeah. Later on, at like the foot warehouse, which be- is like iconic. Before the, the end, but... before the shredders. Now that's funny that's because pretty gruesome. That it's of... gruesome, but it's like it has a it has a moment of slapstick because you have oh, the yeah, guy he's you, shaking. He, he's like, Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you see it in the slapstick, but it's got like the serious music. He's actually like lighting on fire, so it's pretty serious. But... Well, yeah, I mean the whole store is on fire now, so now the 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 fire has really escalated the fighting like not only do you need to continue fighting but you have to escape now and you have to get Raph, Raph out too this is some of my one of my favorite I remember music. being very tense like and and even now I'm still like Ooh, this is a tense scene like I'm there's jealous, a lot going on I'm jealous that you get to see this in the theater do you actually remember seeing it I I do vaguely I remember seeing number two in the theater more yeah, I'm jealous that I, because I haven't seen this. I haven't seen, the only one, I saw number three in the theater, and um, I, I didn't see one or two. This movie, I would love to. <laughs> well, that's that's funny. That That's a, um, of, like, not a, uh, a message machine, answering machine that just yeah. hit him in the head. Those <laughs> those have gone to the wayside. Yeah. The, um, I would love the to have. The van that's not the turtle van. Once we're, I would love to have, like, a Fathom events or something where, see this in the theater. That'd be awesome. Yeah, because I saw it in the theater, but number one, I was little. Number two, it was a long time ago. I haven't seen it in the movie theater since. And we could totally take the kids to go see this, too. I swear, I think Fathom had a, uh, an event of it a few well, this years year, ago. If I it think wasn't... they did when it was a major anniversary. I don't know. Oh, if see, it... there's Danny. What major anniversary? Because it would have been like five years ago was the 25th. This is the 30th anniversary this year. Yeah, that's true. Did um, you see Danny looking sad? Yeah. That's his arc. This would have been the perfect year to do it, but it's not going to, you know, well, with, with all the with coronavirus COVID, stuff. Yeah. I, Fathom Events, I'm sure, is taking a huge hit. Um, all the, like, uh, any uh, events that they were going to have. True. The rat meets the shredder. Does the does the person who does the voice of Shredder and the body are they the same? Do we know? Do we do we know that? Or I mean, well, I mean, I I'm sure know. I'm sure it's known, but I don't think I know it. I'm assuming so, but I'm not. Well, sure. Well, we can pay attention because he takes his mask off at the end when they're on the roof. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure if it. Um, because I, I could see it being a different voice, but I'm not entirely sure. Now so one, pissed. Oh, look, there's more of those axes. They just have a whole stock of them. So one interesting thing about... Uh, so we we bought... Or Mirage Comics, who put out the Turtles comics, they mm-hmm. did a uh, an adaptation of the movie, and it actually has a bunch of deleted scenes in there. I, should, I was just saying before we started recording that I should probably reread that, and you can reread it in one sitting it's not yeah that. so I reread it too it got re-released a few years ago as a hardcover but there's another adaptation that we should track down on ebay do you know about the or have i don't know if you and i have ever talked about it but concurrent to the mirage series going on there was the archie series mm-hmm. yeah which has the which i've i haven't really read much of that the archie series was like the art style of the cartoon yes they did an adaptation of the movie T- teenage mutant ninja turtles adventures or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah yeah 
they did a and they had a really long round too they, so the one that we have this, this is an important scene right here with with master splinter continuing to be a father figure even though it's not even his own child Yeah, they the the scene with Danny and 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 further, it cements that Danny's not, you know, he's 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 not the bad he's not kid. He's not a bad he just, kid. No, he's just sort of lost a little bit and 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 Splinter is a little aimless. Is a, is a great mentor. But getting back real quick to the so Archie comics, they did an adaptation also. So this movie has two adaptations. Comic book. It has the Mirage oh, adaptation. Well, we should read the Archie one. And it has a. I should check that down on eBay. Um and and it, yeah with the um with the the Archie art style. Yes. So I assume that will take an even more lighthearted tone. Pro- yeah, that would be really given interesting. Given that, that art style. I, sh- I should hold off. I should. I probably will just track it out on eBay once we finish recording, but mm-hmm. I should wait to read the Mirage a- a- adaptation until we get that so then I can read them both back to back. Yeah. I don't think April's wearing a bra there. <laughs> she might not be. She- or it's, I, a, or it's a thin one, maybe maybe no underwear. You know exactly where that are, areola is. <laughs> well, I mean, it, part of it's where the the way the shirt is cut on her as well. They found a really cool house for this Northampton. Yeah, I I think it's believable. Um, I actually think the farmhouse style matches up with the original comic. I'll oh. say nice butt there on on Casey Jones. <laughs> In those sweatpants, mm. I don't mind. Yeah, one thing that's interesting about this... There's some tension here between these two. Oh, yeah. One of the... they The actors in this movie, they they look like real people. I mean, I'm not saying that, like... Yeah, if, they're not if, Megan Fox. Yeah, they they look like real people. They're, you know, they're not glamorized. You know, they, you well, know, they're they're, no, they were nobody famous either at the time. True, they were cast, and this movie but. had a super low budget. But I think that helps. I mean, these are just two... I mean... You know, one's a pretty buff, you know, guy, and and Casey Jones, and and Judith Hogg, if Hogue. Hogue. I'd go with Hogue, but if, if she, if she's not thought, terrible looking. If you see her in real life, she probably is one of the most attractive women who would be in the room at the moment. But in this movie, you're like, yeah, these are real people. They're not movie stars, you know, like yeah, like in in the new ones. I mean, even though she's, I like the look at her, but you get Megan Fox and uh, Will Arnett. Yeah. In. <laughs> It it just reminds me of like Transformers, Michael Bay style. Like, I actually what do, it is. But, I do like those movies. So, um, but like, I mean, she's got the like glossiest of lips, and I mean, they they true, sexualized her. I was thinking she was doing a trampoline scene, which you, I mean, even she said this is ridiculous. But I'm I'm I love oh, the yeah. art here. By the I, way, I was gonna say like, oh my god, so it would good. be so awesome to have even like a reproduction. Of of, yeah. Well, the original would be amazing, but even like a reproduction of one of these. Um, what one Almost. of these done in that exact like art style? Because it's like it's like colored pencil style, yep. and it's uh, it's you know it you know it's drawn to look like one person was just kind of do- doodling who mm-hmm. is who's a good artist. Like Reflecting. I could, I could, yeah, exactly. I could never do that kind of art. But this is funny because this is Donatello <laughs> versus nowadays. If you were to do this scene in a movie, it would be Michelangelo yep. if you were to have these lines. But I like that it's Donatello. I like the more yeah. My brother and I would exchange. Um, different pleasantries or whatever we want to say. We we would would exchange uh, name calling with each other in this fashion growing up all the time, and I would think it was because of this movie. And in fact, we still do. When whenever I see my brother, 
we, you know, inevitably have to call each other a name. Usually he calls me dumbass and I call him like fart face or something, but it all stemmed from this movie. Yeah, like so solemn. Take the to- yeah, the solemn tone of this. I'm I'm a broken record, but this, this tone you just wouldn't get this. This in. is probably the scene, right, where the maybe, she touches the maybe shell. Maybe it is. Let me let's see, because yeah, the shell is right there, and she's gonna put some water on him. I don't think this is. Maybe this is it. But if you don't uh, know, it couldn't have broken your glass that much. Well, honestly. I can't remember. It it does, but I just can't remember the, the exact scene it was. So Leonardo holding vigil like him and, and well and he he's he's the leader he feels responsible. It shows how much these brothers love each other though because they were fighting earlier and that's led the Raphael like like led to what happened. But these are these are brothers like I, I really feel that relationship in this. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like she loathes him and ooh I never realized like his his pants are right up in there on the package. Sorry people I just I I saw it I'm gonna say it, <laughs> but. This movie doesn't take any. Uh, um, it doesn't say one, one way or another. Like the turtles, can't, whether they came from the pet shop, they were like, like right. They're just happen to be turtles. They're, they're probably these turtles probably aren't biological brothers, but it doesn't matter. Like you get to like these yeah. are they, they have grew a fam- up together. They have a kinship. They're they're brothers. They, they truly have a family relationship, and and they always like in the comics they often portray Mikey as being younger or the little brother, but. I mean, how do they really know age either? Yeah, here I I, I get the sense that they're sort of all the same age here. Yeah, me too. Almost yeah. like quadruplets to some extent. Yeah. So coming up in a second. Oh, actually, it might be right here where he wakes up and he runs over. Well, what? Either way, and they hug. I don't remember where it is, but either way, there was. I think it. I think I think we didn't miss it. I think it was when he was on the floor of the mm-hmm. antique, but it it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know where they found this uh, this set, or I don't know if they're in a set right now or if they're in the same house that we saw, like as they drove up. But it really does look like a rundown, rundown yeah, farmhouse. Yeah, rundown old farmhouse. It does, and even even the truck that they got up and running it looks like just an old like work truck. Yeah, here they don't even really have these suits. Don't even really have like the skin spots or whatever. Like, there's a little bit on Leonardo's arm there but they get yeah there's some coloring just to give them shadow and yeah yeah i don't know why they added all that in either just because they wanted to be different between movies maybe i don't know so a little bit of trivia here it says so a little trivia from imdb it says judith hoag was not asked to reprise her role as april in the film's sequels due to her own personal complaining particularly about the six-day schedule and the amount of violence in the movie Interesting, because they toned down the violence in the other movies, like you said. Yeah. One thing I I, I, I wanted to I wanted to look up. I thought she was in in number three. What am I? No, it's no. the same actress who's in number two as April, uh, who's in number yeah, three. Yeah. April is a character, but not oh, her. Yes. 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 Judith Judith Hoag. But I wanted to look it up because the um the actors who physically portrayed the characters. I was just talking about none of those were the is the actor who um who plays um oh, who's their friend in number two um Kino Kino he's uh, I think a stunt double or he he was in this movie as a as I one of the like there's pictures of him in mm-hmm. the turtle suit and he they liked him so much they brought him back that they brought him back to be an on screen like role but 
the trivia here, he wasn't one of the names. I can't remember his name, but I'll yeah. know it when I see it. And he, he wasn't one of the ones. names that was listed here. So he must have been a stunt double or like a stand-in or something. This is a cool fighting montage. I agree. I like it. It's good to see them practicing and to see how they mesh together as fighters. Because we haven't really seen that in this movie yet. Something like that. He's cutting carrots with Leo's sword. So Ernie Ernie Reyes, Reyes or Reyes Jr. is the actor Kino. who played Kino. And what did he do in the first I'm pretty movie? sure you're right. I don't think she's wearing a bra, by the way. <laughs> just, just saying. Oh, he slams her down. And he's going to give her a massage. Yeah, the little, tension between He's a little physical two. here, but and she, and she likes it. I think she does. Yeah, because he like slammed her down. Yep, and now she's leaning against him. And in walks Mikey. And they all walk. Turtle wax. I love the... Cutting the tension. Yep. Of course, I don't think he's going to use it. And then, of course, there's Leo being pensive. This this characterization is from comics. It, this This is a consistent where Leo feels the responsibility and he always has to be grounded and he, he um, takes time to meditate see there's the pictures of ernie reyes jr as yeah, in, in the suit in but the he suit. wasn't listed as one of the actors who so I don't, i'm not sure if i would have to do a little bit more research i'm not sure if he's a stunt double in this or not mm-hmm. but so that's another that was another interesting piece of trivia that i didn't learn until later or if for some reason they just had him what are they playing the suit were they playing trouble i think they were playing trouble Poor man's aggravation, as you would say. <laughs> we have been getting into aggravation. The kids have been getting into aggravation. Except it aggravates the crap it's, ton out of them. It's fun. So what do you think about this scene? Because this brings in a mystical... I mean, this we're already talking about a movie with mutated turtles and a ninja foot clan that's running around New York City that isn't caught by the police. Um, mm-hmm. So we're we're already dealing with a he high was level. Donatello's fight stuntman, by the way, oh. in this movie. Okay, nice. I'm glad you looked it up because I was curious because I'm like, what did he? The fighting stuntman. Well, so what do you think about like bringing in the mystical nature here? Do you think that they're having a sh- like? So what what is your interpretation here? Do you think that the actual Splinter who's chained up is 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 giving this message? Do you think they're like sharing some sort of a shared like? thing like what is your interpretation of this scene well they they just showed leonardo meditating and then they showed splinter like also concentrating so i do think that there's some mental like i think i think they're receiving this this message mentally in their heads but because we're watching it as a movie we need the i think the fire version is for the benefit of the audience i'm gonna interrupt you real quick just because i'm noticing this because we've seen pictures, you, you were just looking at pictures of Ernie Reyes Jr. with like in the turtles with the head off. Yeah, they do a great job though. We were just seeing close up of the necks. Yeah, where you don't see the in. seam. Yeah, like they do a great job there. Um, now, of course, now that I'm talking, it's like the further away shots, but like, like you don't. It's I mean, there's some lines, but they look like just normal like kind of creases yeah, folds, from folds yeah. in the neck. They, yep, they, they, they did do. a really good job. So you were saying? Oh, I was saying I think that what Splinter was saying was in their heads, and they could hear it. 
maybe they could see him in their heads, but I don't think it was actually happening in the fire. But that's so that we as an audience could see and under- feel what they were, the message they were getting. But that's my think, interpretation. Do you, th- do you interpret that um, Splinter was actually like somehow communicating this message actually like himself? Yeah, I think they were meditating and able to hear it in their brain, like brain to brain, so to speak. I agree. Yes, I agree. I do. I agree that some sort of uh, mystical nature that allowed. Because I, th- I think they must have some kind of connection or, you know, something to allow him to project his astral self. I don't know. I like guess his, <laughs> his being to their, their consciousness. Well, I, I mean, yep. I, th- I think that's spot on. I, th- I think that is the right I term. I mean, like, technically, right he's supposed to be like the reincarnated version of of Hamato Yoshi. Not in this movie. That's not, not this That's movie. not this, this movie. But, I mean, he's a rat who learned... Who, who learned ninjutsu so you know i can <laughs> i can suspend disbelief so end end act two they're going back and to they're going back to the great start of, new york start of act three and uh they're going going back you have to wonder though where's april going to stay her place burned down we never talked about or earlier on uh the, the they're, they're going back and they're going to go stay at the lair for now what do you think about the right. the lair in this movie I like it. It's what I picture the layer to be. It's gritty. It's in the sewer. I mean, it's it's composed of things that they would have gotten out of people's trash. You I know, think I, it, I like to think that they didn't steal anything. So the old TV set that they've had and the way they've rigged up power, it's all been yeah on the up and up. People's is, trash that they put yeah, out. And yep. Like, oh, this isn't working on anymore. On the sly, took it down to the... Yep. And I assume that Donnie probably fixed it up and that's yeah. why they have what they have. I think the uh yeah I I think the sewer layer is uh done really well it, it's it, it is spot on with how I picture it as well and lines up very closely with uh mm-hmm. the, the cartoon that we're yep so fond of because I mean it's it's if you're in New York and where are you going to live that's what's again I you know save this for whenever we talk about the new movies but the the sewer was the sewer layer in the new movies was. A little unrealistic. Like I it was, agree. They had a lot going on with like. Uh, I didn't like all the tech that they had and the yeah, TVs they had lot, and the they screens. Had a lot of, yeah. And... Yeah, I I I thought so too, and I was like, well, how are they getting this stuff? Like, I hope that they're not stealing, but they have no means of making money. So how would they afford to actually buy it? Like, and I like that it is the sewer because in t- movies two and three, like, in because of what happens in this movie. Yeah, they're on the run or not on the run, but they're staying with April at the start of the second movie, and then mm-hmm. they get the uh, the um, like the train like station old, layer old station. Yeah, what do you think about? Well, we'll get to that, but I, I I don't like it as much. No, I don't either. Old phone booths; those are a thing of the past. The phone booth in the back. It's funny. I don't know if you'd make that joke now. It's a, a homophobic joke. Mm-hmm. Sense of humor's change. <laughs> yeah, if you look, like you, you can see like the little perspiration shimmering on the turtles. Like they really do. Yeah, awesome it makes job. you makes you wonder. Like, did they take? Did they miss them? They had to have been missing yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, it was raining out, and mm-hmm. they should be wet. They were yeah. coming in and from the rain. Yeah, those drawings are awesome. We're seeing the the drawing that April drew. She's brought him back. Danny's getting one. Danny's taking the Leo one. I hope he's not actually folding up the real one. Like, th- I, I'm I'm not gonna rewind it, but did he actually just? Yeah, he did. I think well, he picked he, up. An he actual- picked up something, but we don't know. Like, they would have to have multiple takes of this. True. So but chances he- are he's not actually folding the real one because that one had, would have to remain flat for retakes. 
Domino's, my least favorite of the major pizza chains. Although I, I, I ate a lot of Domino's as a kid because our school had a good deal with Domino's pizza. Just like we didn't, our, our kid's school is Hungry Howie's, but oh, we didn't. Our lots school, of Domino's. Our school didn't get pizza from a place like it was just like I, I, I don't know like wherever else school food comes yeah. from. Well, was whenever the pizza we, had we had Pizza Day and and all those things, but yeah, the cafeterias had when Pizza Day Friday it was always Domino's. Oh, see, ours got it from wherever else they got their generic um, mm-hmm. food from, but. As a growing up, it was always Pizza Hut was what my family would go to, and then we had the Book It program. Oh yeah, back in the day. Yep, we would have Pizza Hut pizza as well, and I always associated the Ninja Turtles arcade game with Pizza Hut because we would play it. Oh, see, he's got to be projecting himself. Although Danny's, no, I think Danny's I, having a bad dream. He's, he's just having nightmares because yeah. he was hearing some other voices there too. Yeah, he's he's feeling bad about what he's done. Now this and act- he knows where the rat is, too. Like, now, this actor, I've never seen him in anything else. He might be. I'm sure he's grown up now, so. Do you recall ever seeing him in anything? No, but I'm also not well, super well-versed in ni- early 1990s films, which I would expect would be, you know, kind of where he might have been in. So that, that doesn't mean he wasn't. Casey Jones going to hunt him down. Where Where's this kid going? What is his name? You know, manhole covers weigh about 90 pounds. So moving a manhole cover in and out like that would not be an easy feat. They are heavy (laughs) suckers. So he does not have a picture on IMDb. His name is Michael Turney. Okay. He was born in 1974. He wasn't. So let's see here. He's only got, he only has three acting credits. Okay. So he didn't do much. I wonder what made him go for this he particular played, role. He played, he played bar ma, bar bar mitzvah boy in a 1988 <laughs> movie, Danny in this, and then Dwayne in a 1990 movie called Cost of Living. He also has a director credit okay. for seven. So this is really the main thing he did. Yes, yeah, that's pretty much pretty much his his claim his to fame. Okay. He's decent in this. I mean, you think he's got good good facial expressions and whatnot. He's back for more of the rat. I think we've mentioned it, but the cinematography of this movie is... is yeah, you mentioned it earlier. ...really good. I, I think they've done... An, I, I think the lighting is a big part of it. I want to shout out his... The shadow across his name. face. I don't know who it is, but let me look up who did the... Because... John... Fenner. What else has he done? He did a Muppets Christmas Carol. Okay. I like the Muppets Christmas Carol. Quite a bit. That's that might Muppet be Muppet Treasure Island. Muppet Treasure Island's good too. Muppet Christmas Carol might be my favorite version of Christmas Carol. Even more so than the Mickey Mouse version. There's a I have a probably my favorite version. There's I, I don't even remember what ver- I should track it down. I don't know what version it is, but there's like a I think like a black and white that my grandparents mm. had on like a VHS tape. That was my favorite version of you know, that's, Carol, that's telling that they went with him then because that means they wanted somebody who knew how to film puppets. Well, those are those. If you can film those puppets, are after then. this. I, I think he might have got those because he did oh, this. Oh, because of this. Yeah. I mean, if, if he knew like Hem- Christmas Hemsons, Car- Muppet Hemsons Christmas Carol Studios. is 92. Oh, okay. And Muppet Treasure Island is 96. I saw Christmas Car- Muppet Christmas Carol in the theater as well. And we arrived late and it was a sold out show. That was before um, seats were assigned. And I remember that was one of the the 
few movies that I ever had to sit. Like we were in like the second row. <laughs> I I've chosen to sit in the front before. Like I, I feel like every kid when you're younger, yeah, like, I did in my teen years to, to sit in the front. Yep. But those seats, like those seats, are horrible now. Like oh yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised our kids haven't asked to sit up there though. We tell them no. <laughs> Let them do that in the teen years without us. No one really knows. Someone knows out there. <laughs> oh, Danny. You wearing, wear his mark. He's wearing a symbol. You know, Splinter As, could have just straight up told him, like, you're wearing the symbol of a bad man. But no, 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 no. He <laughs> tells him this crazy, you know, this backstory to lead him to remember or to, to come to that realization on his own. Like, I can only hope to be that kind of a kid or kind of a parent. Soft bazooka and tops up there. You see that box? That's playing cards, but the kind that used to come with the bubble gum in them, I don't think they come with gum anymore. It was always, like, super hard, and then you'd have to, like, chew it for a little while to, like, soften it up. I think it's really believable um, in this movie. I, I, I really buy Danny's turn that, you know. He, yeah, I do, too. He learns about the foot, and he learns. He's like, this isn't. The well, he's, he's feeling lost, this right? This isn't the crowd I actually want to be with. Like, I'm maybe I'm, I'm you know, I'm, you know. I'm looking for some group to belong to, and I, maybe you know, maybe, maybe this is it. But then he learns a little bit more, and he's like, "No, this isn't. Yeah, this isn't who I actually want. I don't want to be and, stealing." And well, and it helps that he meets Splinter, but then he also meets Splinter's sons in the Turtles. Yes. Oh, so let's see. So it's folded. So he Shredder just pulled out. Oh yeah, there's definitely a version of this that's folded out there. Right, but some, they have versions that are not. Some folded collector too. has got the folded version. And you're like, this is awesome. Screen used. Or Even somebody <laughs> just folded it. <laughs> Screen used with the crease lines. I, it would Which probably... means an authenticator would have had to have like gone back and looked at those frame by frame to make sure the crease, crease lines actually add up to the crease li- match. The version, you know, screen used, even with the crease lines, would probably be more valuable than uh, than a non-creased one. Although so, a non-creased one would be screen used too. True. I mean, I'm sure they had multiple copies of that. So here's where we're getting into the the big fights coming up. Right right here. Yep. See, look. That was two people lifting that manhole cover. They're not light. Yeah. Yeah. They're showing. Yeah. Two people. How, how do you know what they weigh? <laughs> Why is that a bit of trivia myth that you busters. have? Oh. Mythbusters did a whole myth where they're like trying to blow manhole covers up. Like using like cherry bombs and stuff. You remember they're like putting bombs in toilets? Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. What, what what did they do with the manhole cover? They were trying to blow them through the piping. Oh, like blow! You know how there there's always like the myth that you like you throw something down and you blow manhole covers like off. Oh yeah, from the yeah, pressure. Yeah, yeah. Mythbusters tested it. I learn. I learn. I listen. <laughs> Even that's a cool shot from up above. Yeah, like like an uh, as if you were another ninja standing in the rafters. And there's more of them. You get the big fight. I still think that the um, the antique store fight is uh, better, cool but fight. I really like this one. This one opens it up a bit. It's uh, in a moment. Like right now, they're still in the lair, but in a moment, they go outside and it opens it up where mm-hmm. it's not so tight. Because in the in the uh, an- antique store, it's kind of they're all kind of confined and tight. It opens it up, lets the fight breathe a little bit more. 
yeah, you. I think you get better ninjutsu, more kicks, more, more of that kind of action when there's a little more space. Uh, so you know, again, to to praise the the costumes in and uh, the animatronics in this movie, the that the, guy's face, like they they nail the splinters. I was just thinking about splinter, but they also nail the t- splinters and turtles' eyes. They nail it like that's what really like breathes some life into the, these characters. Is is they I, move? They have eyelids. They, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, that's that's the April eye view that we were getting earlier when I said it was like we're a ninja from up above. That's April's view. <laughs> this is fun. Yeah, April nailing him. That's Donnie's bow, or a version of Donnie's bow. <laughs> it looks like. There he is. There we see. Uh, oh, our grumpy man. This is so funny. Um, <laughs> he's. A- <laughs> I I do that to our son whenever he's grumpy. And it does remind me of this scene. <laughs> oh, he just punches him right in the face. <laughs> I was like, he, he gets up, he like, I think he punches, he punches him again. Yep. Down he goes again. It's going to cost you, Tinkerbell. This guy's like, you're an idiot. What's coming up here, I think, would kill you. Like, so he, so he gets up again and he gets knocked down. Oh, well, there, so, I think he just was kicked in the man parts. Yeah. Tatsu um, kicks him, but oh, golf club! Yeah, so Casey Jones finds the golf club, and I think, I think this would kill you if you were hit in the face with a with a golf club. There's Sam Rockwell. It could be. Well, they don't show you exactly with where he gets one hit. Wood? They, they, you're assuming it gets hit in the head, but they actually don't don't show where he gets hit. He could have been hit in the shoulder, maybe. Or in the upper chest to make I don't him think, go flying. I mean, it's you never see it in this movie, but I don't think this this they uh, imply that it's the this head, Casey yeah. Jones is a, isn't afraid to kill because there's a sequel to this movie. But at the time, you didn't know there was going to be a sequel. Like I mm-hmm. think Casey Jones, like you you leave this movie thinking Casey Jones should have just killed Shredder because he falls. You yeah. know, it's coming up in a few minutes, but he falls into the falls into the truck and he he, he does what's got to be done because the turtles can't. That would that would take them. Because he. Because he does the, uh, you know, the um, to compress all the garbage. Yeah. He's he's the vigilante that that maybe goes a little too far. I I think that is something that's that's implied. Now I believe the Danny's turn, but this little like two second like talk that he he gives to this group here, I think he like tries. I don't. Yeah. You, they're trying you to get the to impression that they too. are like you know getting the seeds of like this isn't right for us either I, that might not be believable but eh. well if they were already on the edge from being beat up and i mean but what it does that, sh- that other guy like went went crazy when they were trying to fight like like in the discipline how much how they get disciplined when things don't go well like but they might have already been looking for a way out in true. general but there's a dual purpose here. It's to try to show the the teenagers here the uh, better way, but it also shows the compassion that Casey Jones and Danny have. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like, like you see this, and you really see that Casey Jones is really is compassionate for his friends and the people yep. who he's loyal to, even though he's a vigilante who's technically breaking the law. True. So here's where they come out on on, on the streets, and you get some some really fun bits. Donatello and Michelangelo, you know, having quips back and forth. I always love this when they're trying to come up with a uh, catchphrase, you know. Yeah, I like it too. Shell of a good hit. I like it. All all the turtle puns. (laughs) I'm a fan of a good pun joke, so. (laughs) 
all the dad jokes I, I thought I was the one who was who did the dad jokes. Well, I'm allowed to do a dad joke, too. It's funny. Our kids just call dad jokes lies. <laughs> well, they're just like, oh, I love this. Because the head goes down. Yes, the hen. Yeah, the, the kids. Love being a turtle. It's so funny. Well, because your dad jokes really are lies. Like, no, we're not going to have chicken for dinner, and we're having chicken for dinner. <laughs> that, that is a lie. Don't make me sound so but, cheesy. But but you are. <laughs> your dad jokes don't even extend to puns. So we've made it to the roof. And it's raining, but it's like a, it's a thin enough rain. But you see what I mean, where it's uh, the fight's really opened up a little bit more. There's more, yeah, more room. There's more, more foot that you can back the camera up and actually get all four, yeah, fighting better, in one shots. shot. Well, and they can he can actually like roll around. See, like he just rolled around in a square. You can't do that in the, some of the tighter scenes. That's so funny with the two turtles, but this, in a ball. This movie tells me. This movie tells me they should they if they do another movie I. I they're, they're not going to. If, if they, and if they did, and so that was like, they were fighting, but it was lighthearted. Now it's gotten yeah, serious. It stopped for a moment, and now Shutter's here, and it's time to be serious. But if they did another movie, I have no doubt it would be CGI, tur- CGI Turtles again, the way that it was for the last two movies. But it's the only this way movie, to do it. Well, no, I do, well, it's the only way that Hollywood would, would do, do it, it now. Yeah, but they would this, do it practically. This works. It would be a lot cheaper. Like, just do another movie like this. Come on. Okay. I didn't notice it before, but in the Blu-ray, Splinter's or Shredder's costume is is a bit borderline um, figure skater. Not quite. Uh, not quite. I don't think so. But it is. It is more sequin than than, than I, I remember. But it, I think it is. Go- it's supposed to be like a chainmail look. I think you're right on that. Yeah, it's, I think it is supposed to be chainmail. But maybe because of budget, it comes across as being more sequiny than chainmail to me. They gotta take him on one at a time. And that he didn't even all he did was jump at him. Come, he we've seen much better ninja yeah. moves. His his big move at the end for I'm just Shredder going to was, fly at you. Yes. <laughs> even when even when it's serious, they can still rock paper scissors. Look, look at all the like carnage just on the street. Like, if you were just walking by and you saw these bodies just like, <laughs> laying what there. The hell? <laughs> April coming up from the. Out of the sewer. Yeah. It's interesting to me that Shredder lets them just regroup too. Yeah, they're just. He's just standing in the background waiting. Like, come on, turtles, let's go. He's. Can see him looking looking at his watch. Like, come on, I got things to do. Can I just beat you already? I mean, trigger word. I love this music cue here. This right here, it kicks in. This, This. This is a good song. Yeah. Yeah. This is when the fight got real. Yeah. It's it's real. Yeah, serious it's not fight. just like all right, we're we're gonna kind of run at you and be our silly selves. This is like a okay. Now we actually are fighting for something. That's a cool move. The putting like with his uh um with whatever like the sharp bow staff and he yeah. like flipped Michelangelo. Now it's like we're we're fighting for something. We're fighting yeah. for our lives. We're fighting for the city. We're fighting for the lives of these boys. Like who did them? You know, I talked about the soundtrack a bunch, and I'm talking about the music right now. Who did the music for this? I'm not. Let me look up who composed it. Cause I wouldn't know. So. I wouldn't know either, but I feel like I should at least call it out. It, mm-hmm. just, just even for my for, for my own knowledge, uh, original music by John De, Deprez. Well, and like this this song in particular is one that I feel like you oh, would hear. He was the composer in a in a serious movie too, I'll not to, not just a Turtles movie. I'll have to pay attention next time I watch Turtles Two because he did the music for Turtles Two, but I don't remember that music being nearly as like iconic to me. It needs a rewatch for me. I don't remember. 
Plus, we've listened to this more recently, having just bought the vinyl not that long ago. That's true. He's in other stuff, but nothing, nothing really that... Oh, and he did Turtles 3. Okay. So, so he did all the original. All the original. Oh, so... Okay, so here's where Shudder is going to take his his mask off. Well, they just showed him... You could see him talking through the mask. Like, you could see Doesn't his mean voice you couldn't dub his yeah, voice. It, it very well could be dubbed. I want to see if I think this is... In fact, it probably is dubbed. I think it is dubbed, because if I remember correctly, when he takes it off, in a moment, he... He doesn't sound quite well he the mask is muffling him true 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 and they stick foreshadowing (laughs) now he's giving them ninja strategy (laughs) you might have overpowered me oh well well, given that when all's lost the rat one of the only shots in the movie, I think, where you see him from head to toe, because you know, because he's a puppet. He's usually sitting, yeah. Yeah, because he's he is a puppet, so you don't see him from full body shot that often. Mm-hmm. Even when he was hanging on the wall, we just saw like basically waist up. Yeah. It's like what, my rat? The shred- you know my rat has come back. The actual shredder um, costume might be a little cheesy, but I think the helmet's awesome. Yeah, I love the helmet. Wait, and- wait, 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 wait. I think that might be him. I th- I, th- I think it was. Dumped. Yeah, I think it was him. I I love the helmet too, with the way that they play with the lighting of it, because um, the light really bounces off the edges, and they they play into that. Like you would get the the flares in the camera. Now this is right out of issue number one, uh, from Turtles the uh, the original issue number one. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't fall. You, you have it right over there. In uh, he doesn't fall into a uh, into a garbage truck. But he oops. Says yeah. Says uh, Casey Jones. You're right. Like that oh, shows just, he is willing to kill. It just shows him falling off the roof in the uh, in the original issue. And it wasn't Splinter who who did it. It was just the fight, and uh, he gets knocked off. Actually, Donatello. Donatello's um, bow staff. Hits bow him. staff. Knocks him, knocks him down, and then all the turtles overlook the edge of the edifice, and he's gone. Ominous explosion, looking. <laughs> Our mission is accomplished. Our master's master is avenged, <laughs> says the comic. And it, yeah, well, they never knew there was going to be an issue number two. Like that was a one and done for a little while, and then it was po- then it was super popular. Three printing, <laughs> and they also say it seems that the shredder has been shredded. <laughs> See, even then, dad jokes avail. Well, you're... You, we didn't talk about it. Did we talk about it? I'm sure we did in the... Have we talked about the Turtles-Daredevil connection? Oh, I don't know if we've talked about it. Maybe. I mean, the Turtles have their roots in comic books. You know, obviously comic books. Right, right. But, but they were honoring Frank Miller and... Um, and the hand in Daredevil is, is a big the foot, ninja You have the foot foe, here. So the foot here, yep. Instead of stick, you have splinter. Mm-hmm. I think in Turtles One, there, I think they show like um, a blind man or a blind boy crossing the road. Like I think in the actual issue, Daredevil. Yeah, that that is... contributes to the. It's it's Daredevil who's the boy, mm-hmm. the boy who is saving a blind man, and that creates the, um, the swerving of the truck, which yeah, leads that's to yeah, take, 
which leads to the ooze. I think that's um, an issue one falling off. Yeah, that's it's part of the origin. Because they were Daredevil fans, they liked comic books. Yeah, they well, and I th- they were big Frank Miller fans, and I know they really liked. Um, they were huge Frank Miller fans and Kirby. I mean, as everyone was in the mid '90s, influenced by that was when Fr- Miller and Alan Moore were really uh, becoming prominent. Although this came out before he was doing his Daredevil run, it was before Dark Knight Returns. You know, Frank Miller yeah. became a superstar with Dark Knight Returns, but. He was still yeah. He wasn't as well known during his his Daredevil days. So this this pl- the police chief is the, also the police chief in number in number two. He 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 comes back. That gives continuity. I've never seen that actor in anything else. I don't think the police chief. He's not memorable enough for me where if he was in something. I mean, if I don't remember Casey Jones being in anything, I'm not going to remember this guy. <laughs> Our police chief so who's been in more, like three scenes. Some more some more flirting here. Some more. Yeah, they're they're going to go off camera and have some fun. <laughs> well, they get a kiss here in a second. You know, we you know, you, you, you've had the tension since they since they first met and they get the must really release. the audience gets to release that tension with the kiss now the characters have will still have some more tension that they will release <laughs> but at least in the movie we get this release right here you get the release the tension the classic time to have the uh last minute like fun that you get in a lot of yeah a lot of joke i mean the cat calls <laughs> so we get the bodacious we Get a cowbunga. Well, only from Splinter. Yes. Now, we were watching just before this. Again, we were watching some YouTube clips with deleted scenes, and they mm-hmm. had a version of this without the music, and it was kind of cheesy. It, it needs the music because the music is, like, lighthearted. Well, the, it's well, the music, and, music and the editing. Like, there were, there were a little bit longer scenes. Like, this is... Cowabunga. Yeah. I made it funny. Ellie Power G. Now, do you want to describe the deleted scene that we watched? Which I am glad it was cut out. It was not good. This the version of this scene. Or no, the... well, what followed right after this? Oh yeah, the, so, the alternate so there's, ending. There's an alternate ending where Danny and April are sitting in a an office, like a high rise office, and they're talking to a man in a suit, and he's he's holding a piece of paper, and he's got this kind of like incredulous look on his face, and he's like, "Are you serious?" You can't be serious. And then he stops to look at the paper longer, and then he looks at them, and then he looks at the paper, and he's his back is to a big high-rise window, and then in each corner of the window appear the, the heads of the turtles um, looking into, peering into the window, and then um, one of them like, like does like a backflip off the window or falls off, and April and Danny just start cracking up laughing. Um, and just before they start laughing, the, the man says, you know, even for a comic book, this um, this is too cheesy. This is <laughs> this is too cheesy. Or like this, this isn't something that people would go for even for a comic book. And so obviously they're they're pitching the TMNT to him as a, as a, a comic book. So, yeah, it, it, it it's pretty cheesy. I like it as a uh, deleted scene, but it, in the movie, I don't think it would have worked. So I, I just pointed at the screen because. Um, yes, because our podcast listeners can see you. It looks the like, or because um, the credits are on, so the movie's over. T U R T L E Power. I love that song. T U R T L E Power. <laughs> but 
it looks like the only person who did the body, who did the uh, acting and the Both. voice acting was um, Raphael. Okay. Josh Pais or, or like the, the he, so he, he was the vo- he, he was in the back he was of the, the cab voice and the yep yes he was he was the voice it just showed so he was the only one who did the who was in the in the suit and did the voice. Interesting. And so, all the I all the voices were are spot on in this movie. I love. I have no complaints. I do too. Like, they're they're not cheesy. I believe Corey Feldman came back for number three. I don't think he was the voice of Donatello in number two, but I think I read some trivia. Not that like I remember it, but I think he came back into the voice for number three. So this was fun. This was we've never done a commentary before, but I think this was. I I, I think we have more commentaries in the future because this was. I agree. I had fun with it sitting on too. the couch. Was really fun. Well, I always like to sit on the couch. Oh, and there watch it says movies. Ernie Reyes Jr. as Donatello, so he's in the credits there. Yeah, we'll see him next time as as Kino. Kino. <laughs> yeah, he's right in the beginning with the pizza scene. Our our trusty delivery man. Yeah, this is fun. I've never done a commentary, as you were saying before. I've never done a commentary either. I've listened to a lot of... I think we have to find the sweet spot of having the right movie and the right knowledge about said movie. Yeah. So there's got to be the nostalgia there to, to have enough to talk about, I think. Or maybe the hatred for the movie. Yeah. Or, you, you, you know, there, there has to be something. There that, has to at least be a lot to talk about. So this was no surprise. This is going to be our first one because there was a lot to talk about. And uh, we did a whole podcast recently about D- Dirty Dancing and Superman. And uh, those are although I don't imagine podcasting over either of those. Those are special for both of us, and we could probably do commentary. Like you could do a commentary on Nerdy Dancing, and I could do one on Superman. But I don't, I don't want like, to talk by myself. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, like, you could you have enough knowledge in your head to talk about it, but I wouldn't really. And right. I would and it'd be the same for Superman. But this this w- was perfect because we both have the love, and it's it's a it's a mutual love. I mean, you're into you have to deal with a lot of Superman because of me and I know a lot about Dirty Dancing that I never would have known <laughs> Although, because of you. Arguably there's more Superman than Dirty Dancing that is not a one that that is not as much of a two way well, street. You have so. like well, I mean there's like one movie there versus I mean every week there's new Superman comics and so there's new stuff to there's new stuff always coming Lots out. Lots of lore. But That's true. Yeah, I have I have very few complaints of anything. Like I mean it's just uh just si- singing the praises of this movie but well, even this song let's, <laughs> catches the the fun of it. The the turtles won, and so we should be upbeat and we should be enjoying and dancing. And the but good guys won. It's pretty cool that this came that this movie came out when it did, because this was ni- 1990. There wasn't that many comic book movies coming out. They had you had um, the Batman movie, the eight, the 89 Batman movie came out the year before, which yep. sort of I mean that was a I've since learned how big of a craze it was just listening to other podcasts and like uh, learning a little bit more about the history of of that movie because we were so little when that movie came out that like I don't remember it but it was a a huge craze and it was mm-hmm. like a bat the bat summer that year and I mean Prince had the you know the bat it dance it was huge yeah and so I think that helped actually fuel get I, I think that movie is um is in a roundabout way um this movie is sort of owes the thanks to the success of that movie. And that movie for the time was pretty dark for a Batman movie. I think this movie owes a lot to that movie, but there wasn't that many. The Superman movies had wrapped up in 87 and those had diminishing returns by 87 anyways. And so, yeah, it's pretty amazing. There weren't really any, any superhero movies in between. It's pretty amazing that this little comic book turtles comic book, um, got 
you know, it got the cartoon. Right. And by, by the way, the, the origin isn't until issue seven with the the ooze and the turtles and oh, all it's that. that. It's, it's in issue seven. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. I was because I, I was pretty sure it wasn't in issue one. It's not. It's in it's in seven. All right, everyone. Credits are over. So hopefully you enjoyed. Why don't you tell them where they can follow us and, and everything? We are talking geek podcast at gmail.com. So please send us some emails if you've got some ideas on, on anything you'd like to hear or suggestions for things to read, things to talk about. We'd love to hear it. Or even just your, your comments and feedback about Turtles or any other episode that we've done. We're uh, at talking geek, no G at the end of talking on uh, Twitter. And if you like us, send us a review on good old Apple iTunes podcast or where else you, wherever else you listen to podcasts. It helps make sure others can hear us too. All right, everyone. Stay geeky. <laughs>